Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. What up, Tiger Bombers? It is your boy, Ralph Lark. Let's continue the process together. Let's finish this thing off for the year together. Welcome back once again. I hope everybody's been enjoying the holiday season with their loved ones, eating all the good food, setting yourselves up for the resolution to go to the gym that you know you're not going to live up to. But yes, I hope everybody's enjoying every aspect of the holidays, and I hope all the little kids got everything they wanted. Um, As always, guys, you know, you can find the process in a couple different places, and I really appreciate y'all looking for it. www.tigerbombsae.com is our website. Check it out. We got a process page over there. You can always listen to this podcast there. And you can see the other stuff that goes on at Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment, or to say the other stuff that is about to start going on over there at Tiger Bomb. And uh, in addition to that, you know, we have a Facebook page as well. Um, there's a Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment page, but there's also a uh, The Process page directly. So you can find those linked together and catch all the posts there too. And sometimes, you know, we'll post about, you know, different you know, breaking news or different, you know, various subjects or whatever the case may be, maybe some funny memes here or there. So definitely uh, hit us up there. And that's going to be critical as we move into the off season so that you can always stay aware of what's going on with us. Obviously not going to be podcasts every week as we move into the off season, of course, but keep up with the Facebook page, quick and easy thing to do, right? Or maybe Twitter's your thing. You can find us on Twitter too. Um, directly at the process, T-B-S-A-E. That is how you can keep up on game day. If you want to do some banter, you got some last minute stardom sit-ups for your, at this point, daily fantasy lineups for DraftKings. Hit us up right there too. And check me out on Twitter, fellas and ladies for that matter. Um, and of course, wherever you listen to the podcast, you may be listening to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or something like that, go ahead, hit the like and subscribe button. Do yourself that favor. You don't want to miss what we have. And you want to remember this podcast when next year rolls around and you should start to think about, you know, who you should be drafting and looking forward to 2019 and things like that. All right. So we got that intro stuff out of the way, Tiger Bombers. And, you know, I want to take a moment and congratulate you if you won your league Congratulations if you put the smackdown on everybody out there. I didn't win all of my leagues. I did win my 20-person league, which was awesome. What a feat that is. But congratulations all around. Um, If you didn't win, still congratulations on hopefully what was a good season, especially if you were listening to the process. And I know you brought it every week. And I know in some of the leagues where I lost, it was tough luck, you know, you know, I got a, a team that doesn't perform all of a sudden, a team that averages 167 points. All of a sudden, we can't scrape together 100, things like that. So these things are going to happen. That's the, that's the fantasy football world for you. And hopefully the gods were smiling on you this week. And if they were, then congrats. And maybe you've got your, your person who was the lowest in the league doing something funny or incredible or they lost some bet. And if so, that would be great. Tweet us. Uh, put it on the Facebook page, post it to me. However, that'd be awesome. I'm sure the rest of the Tiger Bombers would love to see that junk too. But really, congrats to everybody for an awesome season. Um, and as we look back in reflection, just, you know, one thing I really want to 
say that stands out is this is why you can't take QB so early. A lot of folks, you shoot yourself in the foot right away when you've taken Tom Brady, when you've taken a lot of these guys right away, and Aaron Rodgers even, you know, and look what look what happened, right? Even third round and stuff like that. So I've talked a lot in the early portion of the season about the value of, you know, waiting for that QB. You want to wait till like the fifth round to grab that QB because it costs you so much. And that's what we see a lot in this season. So, you know, the, the, the guys with golf and the guys with Mahomes and stuff like that, those guys were drafted later and look where they landed. So one thing to keep in mind, don't be forgetful of things that you learned in this year. And remember that moving forward for 2019, that's a big part of your transition as a better player. And that's a big part of continuing the process. It don't stop just because your fantasy football league's over. Of course, that helps with my next transition. This is why we can switch over to daily fantasy football now. If you're new to it, great. Through this podcast, hopefully it keeps you going into it. This is how you could finish off the season with something competitive and strong and fun. And for a lot of us, you know, this is where people kind of focus in now that that you know, uh, you know that day, that season-long league is over. And honestly, for a lot of people, this is something to do. Everybody can't go out every night. Everybody can't go out every weekend. Everybody doesn't have the extra suspend. But you understand the value now of the process because we're telling you how to take minimum investments on these sites and turn it into winnings, right? And that just is fun. It's fun watching it all day long. It's fun getting ready for it, doing your research, doing your studying, all that is a value for that little $5 minimum that they make you pay. So a lot of reasons to play DFS. Um, It's not exactly gambling. We could get into that debate later. It's definitely on that line, though. But there's truly a difference between this and, you know, betting lines and things like that, which I couldn't do for anything, guys. That's not my thing. But what I can tell you how to do is DFS. There's a certain, you know... um, suaveness about your strategy because you're not just trying to play the best guys you're trying to beat everybody else too and we talked about the size of some of these contests which is why it's important to limit that aspect of your vulnerability daily fantasy winnings and daily fantasy success is about beating everybody else too so that's knowing when to play the chalk and when not uh, more importantly so those are just some things to reflect on here As we move into week 19 of the football season, and we got a little bit of a modified show for you, but you know I got your back, so we still got something for you here. Um, We're going to have some housekeeping. Of course, we're going to have some housekeeping, and we'll even have some would you rather. Housekeeping, we're going to do a little different this week, though, for week 17, Tiger Bombers. What we're going to do is like a game-by-game, talk about who's playing for what, so you guys can understand this for your DFS strategy and then um, we'll talk a little bit of DFS strategy, too, and housekeeping. But really going to give you a sense of, um, you know, which teams have something at stake. We'll also do some would you rather, of course, as I just mentioned. I, I wouldn't stiff y'all like that. Come on. And then we'll do the reload. Now, here's the twist, though. The t- here's the twist, guys, for reload for this week. The reload, we're not going to go game by game. I just told you we're going to do some of that in housekeeping. So... What Reload is going to be is a direct reflection of um, my DraftKings picks for this week, right? So I'm going to give you guys Reload based on a position by position for every 
position on DraftKings. All right, so you guys are going to know who I'm playing. I've made most of my picks already at this point, and I may tinker a little bit, you know, late night or in the morning, but for the most part, that'll be it. So really, we don't have a Thursday night football game, so we won't do that, and then there's no DFS section because of the way we formatted this week. But other than that, everything else is the same, guys. So let's finish off week 17 strong, and first up, we will start it with everybody's favorite. You know what it is. I know you know what it is. Housekeeping, me fluff pillow, me fix your team. All right, let's clean house one final week of the regular season here, week 17. It's been a fun segment for me. I hope you guys have enjoyed it too. And um, so as I mentioned, we're just going to go game by game and talk about who's playing for what. So this helps us hone in on what we want to do for our DFS strategy for this final week. So first up, uh, in the early slate of games, we have uh, Miami at, um, I'm sorry, the Miami Dolphins uh, at the Buffalo Bills, and neither of these teams have anything to play for. Our next contest is the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Now there may be some weather in this game, and for the record, neither of these teams also has anything to play for. Our next game is the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Now, the Jets don't have anything to play for, but um, the Patriots definitely have clinched the playoffs. They've, cl- they've clinched the um, first round home field advantage, uh, but they can still be seeded anywhere from first to fourth. So if they beat the Jets, they'll clinch at least the two seed. So obviously they get that first round by with that. And they can, um, <clears throat> if they if they tie or lose to the Jets, they can still get the two seed if Houston loses and Tennessee loses or ties. But obviously, we know they're going to be playing to win the game. They don't want to have to depend on any of that. So New England has every reason to play this game. And uh, that's what we think, at, at least to, you know, it's you know, in the bag, so to speak. So next game is the uh, Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Um, Carolina doesn't have anything to play for. New Orleans, in the sense, doesn't have anything to play for. They've already got the number one seed in the first round by. Nothing they can do, home field, nothing they can do to change any of that. So got the backups coming in. Next game is the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Jacksonville doesn't have anything to play for. Uh, Fournette probably isn't going to play. And then Houston's locked into the playoffs, but they could still have a whole bunch of places they could be seated. Basically, at this point, they can still be every seed but the fifth. Um, <clears throat> if they were to beat Jacksonville, um, then they could end up being the one, two, or three seed, just depending on a whole bunch of other crazy outcomes. But if they lose um, or tie to Jacksonville, then they could still get home field advantage if um, any if Indianapolis and Tennessee ended up tying. Um, but all that's real convoluted, right? Like they just want to come out and they want to win. They don't want to have to put all that to risk. So Houston's going to play for it. Next game is the uh, Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. Dallas uh, doesn't have anything to play for. They've already clinched the number four seed 
in that first round home field advantage. Um, they like nothing that happens this week could change that. Um, but they've but Jerry Jones has come out and said they're playing hard. He's come out and said they're playing their starters. So who the heck knows what's going to happen there? Giants don't have anything to play for either. Uh, next game is the Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Neither of these teams have anything to play for either. The next game is the Oakland Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs, and Oakland doesn't have anything to play for. The Kansas City's in the playoffs, and um, they're trying to lock up the number one seed, okay? And that obviously comes with that first round, uh, that that home field advantage, I guess, throughout the playoffs, if you will. So um, if they win, then they get that. If they, but if they tie or lose, they still have a path to that. If the uh, Chargers were to lose as well, uh, but then a lot of other stuff becomes out of their hands. So, like, if they were to lose and some other wonky stuff were to happen, then they could go as low as the sixth seed, the fifth or the sixth seed, and they could end up, you know, playing like a first round road game. If, like, the Chargers were to win, thereby winning the division, and they were to lose. You know, now that you're talking about playing in that first, yeah. So it's it's tough, right? So they're coming out to win this game for sure. They don't want to have to take no chances of doing any of that crazy stuff that I just tried to think about right there. So you know, and I know that the Kansas City Chiefs are coming out to roll at least until they know that this game is out of hand and that the Raiders can't steal one from them. We saw what the Raiders did against them a few weeks back. They all, you know, it was close when 33-40 or something like that. So Kansas City's going to be all cylinders here. In the next one, you have the Arizona Cardinals visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Cardinals don't have anything to play for. Seahawks are in the playoffs. And right now, it's just basically whether they're going to be the fifth or the sixth seed. They need a win so they can go ahead and try to lock that up. Minnesota. What happens with them in Chicago will, you know, depend on this, if, especially if they lose. So they can really help themselves and just try to lock up this fifth seed by just going ahead and win. And that gives them that first round game in Dallas instead of, say, L.A. with the Rams or New Orleans or Chicago, which they wouldn't want to have to do. Right. So they want to go ahead and win this one. They're going to they're going to be motivated to, to get her done. Um, the next contest is the. Uh, San Francisco 49ers visited in LA Rams and the Niners don't have anything to play for. The Rams pretty much are locked up into the second seed, but they could slip to the three seed if they lose. Um, and so obviously that would be a big, big calamitous thing for them and letting the Bears win if they were to if the Bears were to win and they were to lose and the Bears were slide into the two seed. And now all of a sudden you're playing in that first round instead of having that bye. So they're motivated to go ahead and try to win this one. San Francisco isn't a great team. It looks like they're blowing them out. Then, of course, guys, they're going to sit people. But for right now, we know they're going into this game to put this one out of hand and to make sure that they have correct positioning in the playoffs. All right, the next game is the Chargers at the Denver Broncos. Okay? And in this one, um, the Chargers are definitely going to, like, pretty much they're going to have to be the fifth seed because Kansas City, let's say Kansas City wins, right? Then they're going to be the fifth seed. And then they got a road game against Baltimore, which is what it's looking like and more likely. Pittsburgh's still possible, but most likely Baltimore. Um, and they could end up as a one seed if they were to win and Kansas City loses. Um, and then, um, I mean, it's not likely that that would happen. 
but of course they want to win to give that a chance right so they're going to be playing hard they got every thing on the line too pretty much so they're going to go ahead and do that Denver doesn't have anything to play for though so don't expect that um next game is going to be Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings and Chicago's going to be the two and three seed and there's a big difference in those two spots right obviously we talk about the bye so the Bears need the win that have the shot at the two even though it's an outside shot so obviously they have a chance to um just play your guys and try to win this one Minnesota definitely has everything on the line um they like they have the five of the six spots and they need a win to get in if they lose they're out and the eagles are wins and if they're if they lose and the eagles win and the eagles are playing the redskins then the eagles are in and they're out so they've got to win for sure and this is going to be a tough one because if you're the bears you know you know, what do you do? Like, if you're up and it looks comfortable, do you pull your guys? I mean, if it's me personally, I don't want to see Minnesota in the playoffs. I want to eliminate them from this altogether. You don't want to have to play this team a third time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. All right, the next game is the Cleveland Browns visiting the Baltimore Ravens. And... Baltimore still has a lot of things that could happen. They could end up being as high as the two seed or as low as the six seed. Pretty much they can be anything but the fifth seed. Um, And they could miss the playoffs entirely. Um, If they were to tie with Cleveland, then the Steelers sneak in and they are out. Um, Baltimore needs to beat Cleveland to get into the playoffs, period. They got a lot of uh, everything's at stake here. So they're going to go ahead and just try to go and win this one. Next game is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Redskins. Talked about this one a little bit. Washington doesn't have anything to play for. I'm sorry, Cleveland doesn't have anything to play for either. Washington doesn't have anything to play for. Philly has everything to play for. Their playoff hopes are slim. They cannot lose and get in. They do need to win and get in. So they have to win this game. And then they have to hope that the Bears win their game. But that's how it's going to shake down for Philly. And then you have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bengals aren't playing for anything. Pittsburgh, it's a tough road. Um, basically, for Pittsburgh, um, they won't be in pretty much if they, like, lose. So um, they could be as high as the fourth seed, though, if things shake down in a weird way. If Indianapolis and Tennessee ties, then they get in. Um, and that locks them into the sixth seed is that final wild card. Um, if they beat Cincinnati and Baltimore loses or ties to Cleveland, then they could win their division and then they could be the fourth seed. So, of course, all this has to happen with them winning. So Pittsburgh's coming to play this week and they're got to, you know, get her done if they want to have a shot at this. And then, of course, Indianapolis at Tennessee is... What a crazy game, man, because that's that's pretty much when to get in, right? Like, if as long as they don't tie, then one of those teams gets the final wild card game over the Steelers, and then the Steelers' only hope is Baltimore were to lose to Cleveland, and Cleveland's not like a pushover anymore. So there's a lot of crazy things that could happen this week, but that's an idea of the playoff picture so you know as you're planning your lineups and things like that. And then finally for housekeeping, we'll just – talk a little bit and say remember about your DFS strategy you know whether you're paying up at a position or paying down you know paying down at running back or pairing an expensive with a cheap just remember have a philosophy don't go in blind 
just picking players and trying to meet a salary minimum, that's not how you win. You really do need to map out what you want to do ahead of time. And it's going to make some of the choices that you find yourself having to make a lot easier. Because if you just stick to your rules that you've already set up, you find that there's less choice out there, right? Where the choice is made for you. So that's the housekeeping section that we have for week 17, guys. I hope you've enjoyed it. And good luck this week with the lineups. And you know what's next. Oh, yeah. Let's play a round of Would You Rather. All right, time for our week 17 edition of Would You Rather. Here's some interesting scenarios that I've seen come up this week, and here's who I would rather play. First up, would you rather start Nick Chubb this week or Damian Williams? Obviously, Nick Chubb taking on the um, <clears throat> the Ravens and uh, Damian Williams, Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to be uh, taking on the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I would go with Damian Williams this week, definitely. Nick Chubb has a more uphill battle. Um, I know, you know, obviously this is more meaningful for Damian Williams and the Chiefs, but even the matchup itself is more favorable for him. So for me, at least kind of an easy one, I would go with Damian Williams. All right, next up, would you rather Julio Jones or Antonio Brown? So this is an interesting one for me this week. I think um, I saw today that Julio Brown, or excuse me, Julio Brown, oh yeah, yeah, Julio Jones is going to play this week. And of course, Antonio Brown's going to play too. And we know that Antonio Brown and the Steelers are in a scenario where they need to win to have a shot to get into the playoffs. And we know the Atlanta Falcons are not playing for any type of shot at the playoffs. But I'm going to go ahead and make a bold choice here and say Julio Jones outproduces Antonio Brown this week. I would rather have him. I think he wants to have one final, you know, good week before this season's over. People tend to forget about him sometimes and he's still such a force week in and week out and you know I think especially mentally when you consider that you're not going into the playoffs you're you're going to have some time before even the off season and things like that and your body can kind of rejuvenate I don't see why you wouldn't give it one last heave you know what I'm saying and go out and not on your back so to speak so I take Julio Jones all right next up would you rather Rob Gronkowski or Adam Humphreys Gronk's had a tough season, and I was thinking about this earlier this week, and I just, I don't know if he's not at the end of his rope. He should be, I think, but it's just been physically tough for him. He looks like dead man walking out there, I mean, beaten, battered. Humphreys, on the other hand, going into the offseason in a contract year, so I think he has something to play for here. Um, I do think that this is an interesting game for him. Of course, they're playing the Atlanta Falcons and the Patriots are playing the um, <clears throat> the Jets, excuse me. But I don't know. I think this is one where I'm going to take Humphreys. Next up, would you rather Tariq Cohen uh, and the Bears are visiting the Minnesota Vikings or would you rather play Alshon Jeffrey? And, uh, of course, the Eagles are visiting the Washington Redskins. Well, in this one, I think that I would rather take Alshon Jeffrey. And simply because Alshon Jeffrey has a strong correlation with a guy that went off for me last week, Nick Foles. And 
guy who I think can go off again this week, Nick Foles. He likes looking for him. He's a big primary target for him. And I think that continues this week. So I like Alshon Jeffrey. I think game script calls for Tariq Cohen. I think he can have a good week. But Alshon Jeffrey's going to have a big week, I think. So I'll take him. All right, next up. Would you rather have Jarvis Landry as Cleveland goes to play Baltimore? Or would you, or would you have Josh Reynolds from the um, <coughs> L.A. Rams as they host the San Francisco 49ers? Well, in this one, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Landry because I know he's in a tough matchup. But look, the thing about Reynolds is I don't think there's any path to victory here because it looks like now they've reverted to, without Cooper Cup, more two tight end sets as opposed to that slot. So I think that takes him off the table and that puts uh, Gerald Everett back on the table. So in this one, I'll say Landry. The next up, would you rather Josh Adams, again for the Eagles visiting the Redskins, or Tevin Coleman for the Atlanta Falcons visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In this one, I'm going to go with Tevin Coleman. It's a cash game, you know, chalk play right here. He's in a good spot. He's going to play. Um, he's been decent the last couple of weeks. Josh Adams, I think, is viable as well this week. They're obviously playing to get in. They're playing for their playoff lives here, but um, I think that the passing and, you know, we'll have a little bit more of an uh, impact on that game for the Eagles against the Redskins. And then also they do mix in sprills, right? So I do like Tevin Coleman more there. And then uh, next one, uh, would you rather start Saquon Barkley this week or Derrick Henry? And I know most people would say Henry and obviously they have something to play for. And we think that all roads for success for the Titans do go through Derrick Henry. However, I'm going to say this week, Saquon Barkley. Um, one last time, we see that flash. And many times where it's not been reasonable for him, he ends up producing. And of course, Saquon Barkley uh, playing uh, against those Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they're hosting the Cowboys. And um, the Titans are in that pivotal Sunday night matchup against hosting the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So in this one, I think the Colts are going to sell out to Sav Henry. I'm going to go with Barkley this week. And then finally, finally, would you rather Devontae Adams or Travis Kelsey this week? I think both these guys are in good um, spots. Um, and of course, uh, Green Bay's hosting the Lions. And then you have... Um, the Raiders uh, visiting Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, I'm just going to go ahead and go with Adams. He's, he seems like foolproof week in and week out. The dude is a monster. I don't see why he wouldn't do it this week so long as he plays. So that's who I would rather for week 17. So hopefully you have a better idea of who you would rather. And now it's time for the process to reload. Alright, so here goes our DFS version of Reload. First up, we have Quarterback. And I'm just going to give you guys, literally, the, the folks that as the, at this point that I am actually going with this week. So, on DraftKings, of course, this is always for DraftKings. Um, you know, if I just go ahead and start with that morning slate, I like my guy Nick Foles. There's a lot to like right there. $5,900. I will gladly pay that because I think all roads for success for the Eagles go through this guy, 
beating them through the air. So I told you already, he likes to connect with Alshon Jeffrey. I think they keep that going this week. They do provide a nice supplement for the run game in the game that they got to have. And he's a big-time quarterback, if you ask me. He's got some big-time wins these past couple weeks. We've seen him lead this team to the Super Bowl. So Nick Foles at this point, there's no reason why you should doubt him. And I love that price point for him. So I'll take him. Um, Also in play this week, Lamar Jackson at $5,600. Yes, the Cleveland Browns have a good, um, you know, passing, uh, I guess, defense if you will but that's against that like more conventional quarterback and we know the way that they use Lamar Jackson is not quite like that I think that he does provide some interesting upside for you at $5,900 of course in a GPP format whereas Nick Foles if you wanted you could use him for cash I don't have a problem with that at all also this week um Phillip Rivers is $6,400 if you're interested in paying up at quarterback I think he is also in play as well Um, because again they have to have this game you don't want to you know risk backsliding in your positioning or anything like that and Rivers has been phenomenal he's like low-key one of the you know MVPs of this year I mean this dude has done it all and I know some other guys get some top billing before him but just such an important man to what that team does so I'll go with him as well And um, also Eli Manning, I'm going to play him this week a little bit. $4,900, just trying to save some salary in some of my lineups there. He's in play um, against um, this Giants team. They say they're going to play their starters. I just like what he's been doing the past couple weeks, even if it's in the dump down. Barkley's going to play, of course. He can get some of that, you know, um, rack up some points, I guess, from passing out to, to Barkley, if you will. So that should be interesting as well. I'll take him. And then also, I'm playing the Sunday night one-game slate. I'm playing the the captain mode, if you will. And uh, in this scenario, I do want to go with um, Andrew Luck, okay? And I like that format because if you really understand and have a good idea of the game script in this one-game format, you can just go in there and you know, basically outplay everybody else and just find the right contest with the right number of people. But at $11,400, which is what they're charging for him, I will, I'll, you know, I'm interested, if you will, for that particular format and contest. But all these other picks were, you know, um, of the regular contest variety. So, and of course, this is spread out as you should between all day and then morning and then afternoon do it like that and try to divide up your chances for victory reload all right next up at running back you know in one of my lineups i'm paying up for james connor provided he plays of course you gotta watch those up to the last minute if he doesn't play i'll just switch in samuel samuels is cheaper than him but he's seventy five hundred dollars i paid up for him because I do think that he's in a very nice spot against the Cincinnati defense that couldn't stop anything. This is a game where they need to win to have a shot to get in the playoffs, of course. And uh, he's in a great spot, so I love him. I also like Gus Edwards this week. Again, Cleveland not as tough against the run. That combination, I don't know if they'll be able to defend it. That combination, Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards. So I like Edwards at $4,400. That young man is certainly in play as well. And then also uh, <clears throat> from the Green Bay Packers, yes, because we all we already know that he's going to get the you know bulk of the 
carries, if you will. But from the Green Bay Packers, uh, definitely in play is Williams, Jamal Williams. Um, he's at $6,000 on the button this week. I have him in one of my lineups. He's in a good spot. Detroit does have some good key players that play well against the run, like like Snacks, Snacks Harrison, but um, I think he'll find enough room. They'll find enough balance. It's not like Rodgers has been lighting up the world. They need to offset what he wants to do in the air with some balance, and so I think that Jamal Williams is a good place to do that this week. Um, and I mentioned him earlier, and so I'll talk about him again. I am using him on DraftKings this week. Tariq Cohen for the Bears, $5,900. I'm very interested in him. Game script plays for him. Uh, I think Minnesota is very motivated. The Bears should be motivated too. I, I think this is going to be a good contest. It's going to be a real good contest. And I think that he's going to be a large part of what Chicago has to do. So I love him at this price point, even though Minnesota is very, very good against the run. And then David Johnson as well for Arizona. Everybody's Nobody's talking about him. The Seattle Seahawks aren't that great against the run. I know this is a game where they want to win this one, you know, that playoff jockeying, but they can't help but what they are. They're, they're a back-end team against the run. Arizona's got to do something. They're not going to finish the day with zero passing yards, zero rushing yards, so I like David Johnson at $5,700. I'm very, very interested there. And then a uh, young man I haven't mentioned yet today, Elijah McGuire, $5,300. I like that price point. He's the only show in town for the Jets. The um, the Patriots are pretty decent against the run, but he can find some room. He's fairly talented. I love his frame. I really like what he brings to the table, so I'm interested in him. And then also, um, I believe I mentioned uh, Tevin Coleman already, $4,700. He's, he's cash game chalk this week. He's in a great spot against this Tampa Bay defense. Hopefully he can do something with it. I really, really hope he can, but I'm interested right there. Um, Doug Martin, I believe, also is in a decent spot at $4,400. I'm taking a chance on him. Unless I hear last minute he's not going to play or something like that, I can always pivot to Jalen Richard. Um, and then also C.J. Anderson. We know that Ty Gurley isn't going to play. You've seen what Anderson can do behind that offensive line. So against these 49ers in a game they got to have, I want to go ahead and play C.J. Anderson at $5,400. Save some salary. And so you can do what I'm doing, which is really paying up at um, the wide receiver position. But as far as the running backs go, those are the guys that I think that I'm going to roll out this week on DraftKings. Reload. Okay, next up is wide receiver, and I just alluded to it. I am paying up for wide receiver, I think, with all these wealth, all this wealth that I have. But one guy down at the bottom that I am using to fit everything together, Larry Fitzgerald, $4,900. Uh, again, he's very dependable. Uh, I think in the slot he can find some room against this Seattle Seahawks team. Uh, he's going to end the season on a decent note, I believe. He's a he's a stand-up guy. He's a veteran player. He's to be respected, and I think he goes out on a decent note. So at $4,900, I'm very interested in Larry Fitzgerald. Um, and then um, also uh, Jordy Nelson, $4,900. Very interested in him. Quietly having a great couple of weeks here. Talking about coming back next season, Gruden wants him back next season. We just know he's not a number one guy, but he has a place for sure. And Jordy Nelson, I'm interested in what he can do this week. If they're if they are to keep up at all like they did a few weeks ago, they got to pitch it to somebody. They got to pitch that tent somewhere, and I think this guy can be a part of that game plan for sure on the offensive side. I also like on the um, higher end of things, 
Juju Smith-Schuster, $8,300. He's been every bit as reliable as Brown has been for the Steelers this year. He's almost up there in price with them. But I like Juju Smith-Schuster at $8,300 this week in a game the Steelers got to have. Julian Edelman, because again, I'm not too high on Gronk this week, but I like Julian Edelman, $7,600. Jets are terrible against the slot. I'll take my chances with Mr. Edelman this week. He's going to be how they spread it out across the middle. He's going to be that Tom Brady security blanket, of course, in a game that New England just wants to have so they can show up that second seed. So I'll take my chances with that guy as well as far as the wide receivers are concerned. And then I will also look towards another name I haven't played in a few weeks. Um, Kenny Galladay, $6,600. He's back in the mix. Green Bay is terrible against the pass. um, And I think he can find some room. Uh, despite the weather, I'm not too concerned about that. I like what he's been doing the past couple of weeks when he's been healthy. Kenny Galladay is your guy, $6,600. I've taken a stab at him. He's in the lineup for sure. I mentioned him earlier, Adam Humphreys. uh, This is a guy that is in play, in my opinion, Uh, going into a contract offseason. He's got to have something to show for. He's had a decent season. I think he adds to that $5,400. This week, I'll play him. Alshon Jeffrey, $5,700. Yep, I'll plug that in. I've talked him up, at least to myself and my mind. And I think that that's a really good play this week. And I want to take a shot on him as well. And then also this week, um, Devontae Adams. I talked about him as well. I talked about paying up. So I'll do that for him. Devontae Adams at $8,000. And then also Julio Jones at $8,500. I'll pay up for the two of those guys as well. And I'm sorry, I'm looking at this lineup here, guys. And it's because I paid up for those guys in this one lineup. I forgot this one running back. Peyton Barber, $3,600. Plug him in. Going up against the Atlanta Falcons run defense. We know how bad they are, guys. Please don't, for, don't let me forgetting him make you forget him. Plug that guy in. But again, as far as wide receivers goes, as I just mentioned, Devontae Adams. And then also... Um, uh, Julio Jones as well on the high end there. I know they're expensive, but if you're paying down everywhere else, you will have the room to do something like that. And then now also another guy that I'm interested in playing, part salary saver reasons, and I think that he's uh, kind of reared his head in the past couple of weeks, but I want to get some exposure to Kendrick Bourne, and I have on DraftKings at $3,800. Got him plugged in. Um, again, got to toss it somewhere. Humphreys is out. There's a lot of guys out for the 49ers this week. I'm sorry, Marquise Goodwin, not Humphreys. Marquise Goodwin. Um, so you got to go somewhere. I really like him this week as well. So I will plug him in with the other receivers that I've given you. And then also Doug Baldwin. I don't think I mentioned him. Definitely want some exposure at $6,100. In the game that, again, they want to win, just seal up the playoff fates. In terms of the Seahawks, and they're going up against the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals give it up on the ground a little bit more. And you didn't hear me mention Rashard Penny or um, Chris Carson because I can't tell. I don't know. One of them's going to vote for one or the other, and I'm trying to give you guys the home run. So I just stayed away from that whole thing altogether. And then in terms of that one game slate uh, on the Sunday night game, sure, I'll give you my wide receiver picks from here too. As well as my running back picks, too. I forgot about the running back, but I did go with Derrick Henry as well. Paid up for him. Have him in the captain spot at $16,200. Why not? I believe that I told you that the Colts will sell out to stop him, but 
uh, there's only so many options in that game format. And if they do anything in terms of Tennessee, it's got to be him. So I'll take a chance on him. But then back to the wide receivers. Uh, for this game format, I will go with um, Jennings as a salary saver because he's only $1,000 for Tennessee. Hopefully, he just catches one pass, do something for me. But then T.Y. Hilton, I'm doing that so I can get him at the top at 11000 Paying up for that man for sure. Reload. All right, next we're, we're at the tight end. And you know what? Since I'm here already, I'll do the one game Sunday night slate so I don't forget it, of course. And at tight end, I'm going to play Eric Ebron, $7,400. He's questionable. But if he plays, we've seen how much he's been a part of the game plan for the Colts all year. And this is a must-have game. I'm so excited. Everything's on the line. I want a piece of that. So, yes to Eric Ebron. Now, in terms of the rest of the week, um, tight ends spread out across the spectrum here. At $3,400, very interested in playing Chris Herndon for the Jets against the New England Patriots. We've seen Sam Darnold come on. I do think that he's really enjoyed throwing it to um, uh, his guy deep, uh, Robbie Robbie Anderson. But I don't think that's going to be there this week. I think that Chris Herndon, because he's going to be taken away by Stephon Gilmore, in my opinion. So I think that Chris Herndon's in play. He'll check down the helm. He's been showing himself to be a savvy little QB, so I think he'll see it. It'll be there, and he'll see it. He'll do it. So at $3,400, I'm very interested. I'm also interested in Jared Cook. Uh, for the Raiders going up against Kansas City. They are terrible against the tight end. And I do think that Carr is going to have to find somebody. So at $5,500, I'll pay up at tight end a little bit for him. Um, I like Evan Ingram as well. We know that a lot of people are out for the Giants. And one of them is OBJ. Um, somebody's got to get these targets. I like Evan Ingram at $5,300. So I'll, I've paid up for him a little bit at the tight end position. And then my man, George Kittle. I want some piece of him too. Just said it. Marquise Goodwin's going to be out. It's just him and Bourne. Um, he's a great player. Um, we know that Mullins is not a terrible quarterback. I think he'll be able to find him. Um, this is all about whether Little John can cover him. And I think that he can get the best of him in terms of Kittle getting the best of Little John. So it's $6,300. I think I separate myself in GPPs by paying up a little bit right there. And then for salary savers, um, I did go with Austin Hooper at $3,500. Just trying to be different in the GPP and also trying to save a little bit of money there. So at tight end, those are the guys that I went with. with. And then also I'll tell you um, in that one game slate on Sunday night for kicker. Yes, I try to work in a kicker because they're salary savers. At $3,000, I have suck up for Tennessee. If they sniff his range, you know homeboy's going to be looking to put one in to keep his team in this game and what could end up being a possibly a defensive kind of a showdown there. Reload. And then finally, finally, our last shot. This would be for the defensive section on DraftKings. And at $2,900, I'm interested in the Ravens. They make a lot of my lineups come together against this Cleveland team. I think they can get a turnover, maybe a pick six. I think they're underpriced a little bit. I'll take them. And then I've got the Dolphins all over the place at $2,600. Going to Buffalo, I think that they are underrated as a unit. Buffalo's overrated as an offensive unit. I think that they can force a turnover, maybe a pick six. I think they're worth that $2,600 billing. And then I just mentioned them. Buffalo, I like them as well at $2,700 hosting Miami. We could see a Tannehill implosion, guys. You know it's possible. It's possible every week. He could have three picks. 
Could have three touchdowns, could have three picks. But Buffalo is a very good defensive unit going up against a not-so-good offensive unit for Miami. So we're interested in them. And then I'm taking a flyer on the Texans as well um, for $3,300. I know that there are cheaper options that look more attractive. But these defenses, you never know sometimes. So I'm um, taking this what has been an all-year pretty decent team at $3,300 against Jacksonville. I know Bortles is playing now instead of uh, when I made this Kessler. But as a rule, made that lineup before that happened. And I'm not going to tinker with that. And then I think I had one more defense. Did I go with one in the um, in the single game slate? No, I didn't go with one there. And yeah, it looks like I just locked down the Dolphins pretty much everywhere else. The Ravens and the Bills. So that's it, guys. That was our final shot right there. The, that's how I'm shaking out my DraftKings lineup this Sunday. So hopefully that's helpful for you all. And I wish you all much luck. Go get the money. There you have it, Tiger Bombers. What an excellent episode to cap off an excellent year of fantasy football. And I hope you all have enjoyed um, all the time that I put in for you. And hopefully you are along for the process as we continue along into another season next year. But hey, this won't be the final episode of this year. I'll do some playoff stuff for you. I'll keep you well aware of how I'm going to do that on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. So you won't be left in the dark. And if, of course, you subscribed on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, then you won't miss it when there's a new notification for a new podcast, right? Or you could visit our website, of course, www.tigerbombsae.com. You can catch these podcasts there as well as see all the upcoming things that we're going to have for Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment coming up for you all. And I did mention the Facebook page, the process, Twitter, Last-minute questions for your lineups for uh, DraftKings. Maybe you want to maybe get some help on FanDuel or something like that. Sure, I'm game for it. Um, at the process, TBSAE. You can find me there, of course, and get questions answered like that. Or we can do some in-game banter or share some funny memes or however you want it to go down. So that's what I got for you guys for this Week 17 edition. I hope it's been everything you wanted. And uh, I'll catch you guys very soon. The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment, LLC.